This is the Sibling Library Podcast. You will know when to start listening when you hear the chimes ring like this. Let's begin now. Hello and welcome to Sibling Library. My name is Julia. My name is Katie. And I'm Megan. And we are siblings. Sisters. Ah! We're related. Isn't that exciting? (laughs) This is our, as you can probably tell, our first episode of Sibling Library. And the reason we wanted to start this podcast was because we oftentimes find ourselves talking about books that we're reading or books that we want to read or books that we have read and want our sisters to read so that we can talk about them. And we thought, we find these conversations pretty interesting. Maybe somebody else might too. And heck, we're in quarantine. What else <laughs> are we going to do? Well, not really. Yep. Katie's been an, um, an essential worker this whole time. So thank you for your service, mm-hmm. Katie. Oh, yes. Thank you. My pleasure. <laughs> Happy to um, serve. Yeah. Why don't we go around and introduce ourselves a little bit further? Megan, why don't you go first? I'm Megan. I am the youngest of the three of us, um, and I am a middle school English teacher, so I deal with, you know, books every single day at work um, and like to try to instill the love of reading in, you know, that difficult age of kids that are either already well on their way to being lifelong readers and kids that are really, really certain that they never want to read a book from beginning to end. So, um, and I'm a lifelong reader, so that's me. Hi. (laughs) Welcome. Thank (laughs) y'all. Thank (laughs) y'all. I will take it away next. My name is Julia. I am the middle child. So shout out to all the middle children out there listening. I know the struggle. Um, I am a children's librarian and can probably echo much of what Megan just said. I really enjoy fostering a love of reading in children, especially because that's usually when the magic happens, like when they're young and eager and really you can give them suggestions and they actually listen. Um, It's really fun to be able to help kids on their way to learn how to read and Maybe they've been stuck in a certain series for a while, but you can introduce them to a new one or to a completely different book. And it's just, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. And I have a deep passion for children's literature as well, which made it very, a very easy decision to become a children's librarian. Katie? Well, I'm Katie. I'm the oldest of the three siblings, uh, oldest sister. Shout out to all the oldest girls out there. Dottie dropped it on purpose. We all know that. No. <laughs> I have I have uh, no stake in that game. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk later uh. about the significance of that in our lives. But um, I do firmly believe that. Um, of the three of us, I am probably the least qualified to talk about books and um, instilling the passion of reading in 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 our um, in our world's youth, but uh, I am also a lifetime reader, and um, I I support both of my sisters in their endeavors to 
spark that that same passion in in children and in young adults. So um, I've always and I've listened to to podcasts for quite some time and um, always really admired the work that it takes to um, to create these these types of spaces to have conversations and um, and really to to kind of articulate things that you're thinking about and and wanting to put out into the world. So that's part of what has brought me to to do this with my my two sisters and um yeah that's me Yay. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh we, was i supposed to cheer for you guys yeah sorry well i mean it's it's, it's always it's, the moment has passed yeah <laughs> wah, wah. <clears throat> wah, wah, wah. all right so to get things started we're gonna do a little icebreaker and megan's gonna explain what we're doing um but we are going to play the game of quotes so this um i have to shout out a miss heather toll this is a game that she created she is one of the many amazing English teachers that I've had the pleasure to learn from throughout my career. She's uh, now a school psychologist, um, but she was one of the absolute best teachers that I've ever worked with. And I learned so much from her, but so just wanted to shout her out. If you're listening, Heather, Ooh. like, and subscribe. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a thing? I think, Do we I think start? That, that would be, well, the like, and, I think that's more of a YouTube thing, but... <laughs> Definitely subscribe. (laughs) Definitely subscribe wherever you're getting your podcasts. (laughs) Yes, wherever you are listening to this, subscribe. Um, So essentially, game of quotes, if you have ever played um, Apples to Apples or Cards Against Humanity, it's really similar, except instead of having a hand of cards to choose from in front of you, you just have a book and you turn to a random page and try to find a line that matches whatever prompt it is that you um, are given. So it'll make more sense, I think, once we play around. But that's the gist. Um, So the prompt we have this week is um, what is something that everybody is thinking but doesn't want to say? So I have the book Comics Will Break Your Heart in Front of Me by Faith Aaron Hicks. And I turned to a random page earlier before we started recording. And the quote that I found was, I kept thinking about it and suddenly I couldn't remember anything that was good about it. That's it. Strong work. <laughs> Thank right. you. I, I did the same thing and just flipped to a random page because I've had this prompt in my head for a while and couldn't for the life of me consciously pick anything so I flipped to a page um, this is from The Spinner of Dreams by K.A. Reynolds and the quote is are you ready? Yes. We will have our dreams! Woo! Nice. I am currently reading The Magicians by Lev Grossman and I randomly turned to a page and can someone give me the prompt one more time? What is something everyone is thinking, but no one wants to say out loud? Yeah, well, lucky thing that guy died then. Ooh. <laughs> if, if we were playing for win. <laughs> Save the best for last. Yeah. Very nice, Katie. I, I went dark. I, yeah. I just went dark. Yeah. All right, so all you listeners out there that I'm sure there's a million of you and it's not leave us a review <laughs> and tell us who you think won yeah it's not just our dad listening 
Certainly. Hi, Dad. Positively not. <laughs> also, we might end up with some type of Instagram, so maybe we'll post a post, and then you can vote on that. I don't know. We're, We're just spitballing. Still working things out. See, seeing Clearly. how we like it. Yeah. No promises. That's a great way to no start promise. anything, isn't it? <laughs> no promises. Yep. This first episode should be titled The Sandbox. <laughs> we... I don't get it. What? What? I don't get it. <laughs> like playing like playing in the sandbox, like working out yeah. our stuff, like experimenting. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think that's a she saying, like no? Anyway. I've never heard that saying. I believe you, though. But I... Maybe I'm misusing it. All know. those millions of listeners that we're going to have, let us know. Am I, <laughs> am I misusing that? <laughs> All right. So now I think we're each going to go around and talk about three books that made an impact on our lives. And I think we'll just continue like we did in the game of quotes, go youngest to oldest. So... Megan. Okay. okay. Before we get too far into it, for those listeners that are wondering, like, is this what every episode is going to be like? <laughs> maybe. Who knows? <laughs> but also maybe not. Yeah. We're finding our voice. Yeah. We are finding our voice. I, mine are all kind of either not just necessarily a book, but maybe a series and maybe an author. But I'll start off with um, Roald Dahl. Um, and my favorite favorite Roald Dahl book of all times was um, the BFG. I love anything by Roald Dahl, but I remember specifically reading the BFG in like the third grade, I think right after I had read The Witches, and The Witches was kind of scary. It is scary. And yeah, and the BFG, I remember the opening scene taking place during the witching hour, which now I always think of like 3 to 4 a.m. as the witching hour, Um, and just he paints this awesome picture of this giant looking into a bedroom window of this little girl whose name is escaping me. I can't remember her name. Yes. It's Sophie. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Looking into her window and she just happens to be awake and it's not creepy though, the way he's looking into the window. Like it starts off (laughs) thinking that it's going to be creepy, but then it's, he's, going to take all the bad dreams out of the rooms and transplant good dreams into the rooms Um, and that's just been an image that always kind of stuck with me that I thought it was going to be scary but then it turned out to be something really beautiful Um, did you did you say what BFG stands for like that's not a spoiler or anything right no that's not a spoiler a big friendly giant Um, so yeah he's a giant and he's got this big trumpet that I can't remember if he ever sticks it in his ear. For some reason, I feel like I remember him sticking it in his ear to listen. But I think so. I don't know. Well, I was just going to ask you. I feel like I remember seeing that in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Did you like the movie adaptation? I have only watched it once. And I don't remember. And I, it was in theaters that I watched it. So it was a while ago now. I, think um, I don't remember. Disney Plus. I think you're right. I should rewatch it. But I don't remember loving it when I saw it, but I also was expecting a lot from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's really not, I mean, it's a children's chapter book, so it's longer than like a children's picture book, but it's really not that long to be turned into like a full 
two-hour feature film. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I remember they had to add some stuff to the story that I didn't like, but if they didn't add it, it probably wouldn't have translated well. But yeah, so that's my first one. All right, so I will talk about pretty much my favorite and the only books that I would read in elementary school were the Nancy Drew books. (laughs) Could not get enough of them. Specifically, the yellow spined ones. Are there any different? Are there any other kinds? There are different ones. I was going to say. Yeah, no, depending on the decade that they were published. Mm. I think like the 30s or 40s are like blue. Um, This is the librarian knowledge coming out. Yeah. Yeah. This is just the never either. So all you collectors out there. And the now you know. So like the the yellow ones that we have today are the like newer ones. But um, collector ones, the all the collectors out there probably already know. Yeah, for sure. If they're a collector, (laughs) if you're collecting Nancy Drew, you know the deal. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I wanted to be Nancy Drew when I was younger. She always had like the perfect outfits. She always knew what to do. She was cool, calm, and collected in any situation, and she always got the job done. And these books... What a boss. And girl boss. And um, Mm -hmm. these books just kind of have a special place in my heart, too, because um, our parents are from New Jersey, and we would go out and visit pretty frequently when we were younger. And um, in their hometown is this little library that we used to walk to. And mom would always remember that. Yeah, mom would always check out like a couple of Nancy Drew books for the length of time that we were there, and she'd read them to us like right before bed. So, Megan, you were probably too little. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, we would we did that several times, and it just always it's just a nice memory, guys. Yeah, I remember those summers feeling like forever. I don't know if we were in New Jersey all summer, but it felt like. You know, when you're a little kid and three weeks feels like a year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was, I remember just feeling like, you know, you're in a totally different place. And yeah, (laughs) but in a good way. Like it was just, you know, we were having fun. Mm -hmm. So Nancy Drew, still lover. Another classic. Good choices, guys. Um, My first actually is also um, a Roald Dahl contribution. And I, I kind of, I lumped two books together by Roald Dahl. Uh, the first one that actually came to mind uh, when I thought about books that really impacted me as a child, the first one that came to mind was James and the Giant Peach. Because it's the, f- oh, great one. the first book that I can remember that I sat down and read an entire chapter by myself without needing any help to get through words and things like that. So I don't Which know, it's probably... Is- quite a feat because he's known for making up his own words <laughs> like there's a it. there's a Roald Dahl dictionary <laughs> oh nice made up words I did not know that either yep. more more librarian yeah. knowledge dropped on us here I'm tipping my hat mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> metaphorically yeah. But yeah, that one that one came to mind first. But um, as I thought about it in terms of the content of the book, I didn't really I didn't really connect with the story as much as I did with um, the book Matilda. That book was mm-hmm. my favorite book for a long time. And, you know, I was reading it right at the right age where 
you know, you're still feeling like you're kind of the center of the universe and you're the most special thing. And I felt like, you know, if I believed hard enough, I would have the same telekinetic powers that Matilda does. And she just was so smart and so, so, um, you know, precocious. And I was very much that way as a child. So I felt very connected to her. I'm pretty sure you tried to make me believe you were telekinetic. (laughs) I may, I may have done. I may have done. (laughs) I wouldn't put it past me. No. Just so everybody knows, I did not believe her. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my my first round. All right. Round number two. Round number two. I so I know this is controversial right now, and I think we will maybe get into why it's controversial in another episode, but I can't talk about books that formed my childhood without talking about Harry Potter mm-hmm. um, because so I read the first one when I was in the fourth grade and at that point in time I think the first three were out because I think we got all three of the first ones at a, for Christmas at, together. At Mom and I bought them at a book fair specifically um, for you. So well thank <laughs> you. Um, so I read them all in the fourth grade and then eagerly waited for the fourth one to come out. And that came out in the, when I was in the fifth grade. Um, And I remember, I think I was one of the first kids in my class to finish it. And that was also when accelerated reader was like just rolling out. So it was the first. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like, I think it was like, I don't remember. It was 30 something points, but everyone like I fin I distinctly remember reading the last page during SSR um (laughs) in class and I closed the book and looked up at my teacher and raised my hand and everyone knew I was close to the end of the book and they all looked at me (laughs) they're like nudging each other she's gonna go take the quiz she's gonna go take the quiz and this is back when we were lucky if there was one computer in class, right? So I go up and I ask the teacher if I can take the quiz and I got 100% and everyone was like, no way, she got 100% and that book was like 30 points. So I remember that. But um, ultimately, this series was very formative for me because I felt like I grew up with Harry because every time another book would come out or a movie would come out, I was right around that age. Mm-hmm. Um, that he would have been Um, and just and I've re like anytime a new book would come out or the new movie would come out I would reread everything maybe not every single time but anytime a new book came out I would reread everything beforehand so it's probably the the series that I've read from beginning to end the most and can I mean anybody who has read Harry Potter multiple times knows anytime you read through you notice something new or you connect with something different because it is so, there are so many universal themes to it. Yeah, I will leave it at that and talk just to say it was, I, I connect it with my childhood more than any other story, I think. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. Yeah, that one, like I was never a reluctant reader, but I always felt like I read too slow. So I was probably more of an anxious reader. Like, I love to read, but... Julia, you and I used to have reading races with Harry Potter. Uh, uh, we had, this was, like, the third <laughs> or fourth time we were reading the books, though. Um, yeah. So I didn't... I wasn't, and like, we, worried about, like, retention. <laughs> you yeah, knew what was happening. 
but we would just sit and like both start at the beginning of a page and and time us in like 10 minutes and see yeah (laughs) gotcha I I think you beat me most of the time um I maybe I don't know I don't remember who actually won just that it always ended in a big fight so why we continue (laughs) to do it I don't know (laughs) um yeah like I didn't put Harry Potter on my list but that is definitely for all the reasons you said um it was the one that made me be like reading is amazing Mm -hmm. like I always liked it but I was like like I can like actually see Hogwarts in my head which isn't always the case it's a very rare writer that can like do that to me and it's it's one that definitely belongs on this on this list regardless of I, I heard something the other day actually this was probably several weeks ago that this was happening it might still be happening I'm not on the Twitter or much of the socials so I don't really see it when it's happening but I hear about it the Twitter <laughs> but I, I hear about it through like all the podcasts that I listen to yeah. so on on one of the ones I was listening to they were talking about um how the uh who, who what's the the generation after millennials is it gen y or gen z gen y right Gen Y and then Gen Z, or is it Gen Z's? No, Gen Y is before millennials. I think it's Gen Z. Um, And so they they were kind of trashing on millennials, saying that they don't want to be confused for them because they are often lumped in with millennials. And one of the things Mm -hmm. that someone said was, I really don't want to be associated with a group of people who all they talk about is coffee, wine, and how liking per- ha- and how liking Harry Potter is a personality trait. And I was like, I, I was like, I, I, can't, I, I was like, I can't even be mad at that. <laughs> like, it's very true. <laughs> it's like they they nailed me. Yeah, they did. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so I will go ahead with my round two. I was going to use this for my round three, but I let Katie go first. So my round two is the same as Katie's round one. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Um, (laughs) We are sisters. We grew up with the same set of books. So we did. Um, (laughs) We should have kept that in mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Matilda is my favorite Mm -hmm. Roald Dahl. And yeah, we all kind of grew up reading Roald Dahl. And um, Mm kind of like Katie was saying, um, like with James and the Giant Peach, but Matilda was like the first longer chapter book that I just sat down and read by myself. And I was so proud of myself. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Because <laughs> when I would have mom read to me when I was younger, we would get into fights because I wanted her to read the entire book, like <laughs> including the table of contents. <laughs> If there were words on a page, it needed to be read. Um, so I think we were both pretty happy when I could just go ahead and do that myself. Um, and Matilda started me down that path of reading to myself before bed. But I just really love the character of Matilda. And her love of reading was just really inspiring and like, she would just sit and read the entire library if she could. And, like, I always wanted to do that. But, again, growing up, who has the time? 
<laughs> Just because we talked about movies with mine, I was going to say I think the Matilda uh, screen adaptation is probably my favorite Roald Dahl book that was turned into a movie. Mm-hmm. I think that movie was really well done. There's been a few Roald Dahl ones turned into movies, right? Yeah. James and the Giant Peach, The Witches. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah, I forgot that was Roald Dahl. How did I forget that was Roald Dahl? Kate, ready for round two? I am. So I I kind of prepared this list right before um, the the recording here. And one that came to mind that I can't even believe I was able to remember the name of um, is one that I, I remember reading back in grade school and just being so taken with. Um, it, it is an illustrated book. It's called Gwenna. Julia, do you remember this book? I, I do. I, I don't think, I think that was one that you coveted so much. You oh my gosh. didn't let me touch it. <laughs> it was like, it was like my, I don't know, like the first book that I remember feeling total escapism in. Yeah. Um, I looked it up online because I couldn't remember what it was about. I just remember being so t- with the artwork um, and the illustrations and, you know, how it fit, fit with the story. Um, but I'll, I'll read a little description um, that I got off, got online. Um, so the, the author is Barbara Berger, B-E-R-G-E-R. And uh, the, the, the little synopsis is, um, longing for a child, the woodworker and his wife seek help from the mother of owls. She grants them a child, Gwynna, on the condition they send her back on her 12th birthday to fulfill the destiny her magic and hue wings hold in store for her. So it's this this girl that you see kind of coming of age and she starts sprouting these wings. Um, you know, she's this magical child that was given to this couple that was that really wanted a child. And I, I think I was at that point in my, you know, stage of reading that it was kind of the first book I remember feeling like it was maybe the concepts in it were maybe a little too adult for me, but being so fascinated with wanting to understand kind of, you know, feeling like this is, this is a very tragic story, but not fully understanding why. Um, And I just kind of, I, I remember I was a very active kid. I loved playing sports and I was always, you know, playing all the the basketball and the four square and the tether ball and, and all of that at recess. But mm-hmm. I remember when I was really into this book, I would just sit at recess and just read it. And to the point where it was, you know, you know, that feeling when you're outside and you're, it's really bright and you've been looking at a bright page and then you're like blinded when you look up. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, yep. I just forced myself to, to keep reading it because I was so, and I, I read it multiple times. And I think that was the first book I, re- I remember kind of reading it multiple times. Cause I, I knew that I just, I wasn't quite mature enough for it yet, but I really wanted to understand those themes that were kind of underlying it. I knew there was something that I just wasn't quite getting and grasping. And um, yeah, that one just really stuck with me for those reasons. I think that was an an Easter Bunny book. I think it was. He brought us some good stuff. He did. Yeah. Easter Bunny is better better than Santa sometimes. (laughs) I take it back. I take it back. back. (laughs) Blasphemy. (laughs) (laughs) Easter was the only day of the year, though, that mom and dad would let us have candy for breakfast. That's true. Yeah. I love it. Now mom does it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we just lost mom as a listener. Mom totally not listening. 
mom's living her best life it wasn't a criticism (laughs) (laughs) all right round three okay round three um so my third one is another series um it's actually by a really prolific writer but this series took him so painfully long to finish um (laughs) that I started reading it when I was in elementary school and didn't finish reading it until yeah, I was I in college. I didn't start reading it until um, elementary school either. I know which series you're talking about too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was another this was another yeah. Oh, what were those? Those like scholastic Yeah, when you got the little it wasn't catalog, book care, but it was, like, was like five yeah, pages the sc- long. The scholastic order. The bu- yeah, book, book orders. Order. Book orders. Mm-hmm. Book orders at school. And Julia picked this one out. So she read it first. Um so I should have led with what I was going to say but, um, it's no, taking like, painfully long for us to tell our listeners what the, book this is attention I know maybe no. I won't even tell them listeners can you guess I don't think it's a very well known um, so series I don't either you might be surprised because I had never talked about it with any of my friends and then one of my high school friends Caitlin we are very similar on multiple levels that and we didn't realize this until I said we were talking about books and I was like have you ever read here's here here's what <laughs> yeah. it is are you guys ready <laughs> um, the, uni- <laughs> <laughs> the unicorn chronicles by Bruce Coville and she's like yes and I loved that book and I am so mad he never like, finished the series I was like well you know <laughs> Yeah, I was like, you know, the second and third ones are out now, right? And she's like, what? No. And so, of course, I lent them to her. Um, And then I think she had to go out and buy the fourth one because I didn't finish it in time for her. Um, She couldn't wait for it once it did come out. But um, so The Unicorn Chronicles by Bruce Colville. Um, I believe the first one is called Into Mm -hmm. the Land of the Unicorns. Um, And it was kind of perfect when we started reading it because the first one is super short especially when compared yeah, to the like, other like three on a different um, but reading level than the other ones like it is like super definitely I would say really low elementary school whereas the rest of the series is like yeah higher like higher elementary school like there's a huge difference between a second grade reader yeah and a fifth grade reader yeah and I would definitely, definitely. say it's like kind of that drastic yeah um but the so the first one if any of our listeners are interested in reading any of these books um that we are talking about the first one um as an adult is a little bit harder to get through because I have reread this series multiple times but if you think of it in terms of this is how he's building the world this is kind of like a um prologue uh for the rest of the series it just gets better and better um but obviously it's fantasy um I think all three of my books book choices ended up being fantasy the bfg would be considered yeah, would fantasy it would right? have to be giants yeah. dream catching yeah at least whimsical um, so but it's <laughs> is that a genre definitely um, I, I would like to think it is it is should now. be a whole section in the library <laughs> just says whimsy i <laughs> i love it yep <laughs> um but yeah so that's my third choice it's just a really beautiful world that is created with um themes like what makes your family is it the family that you're born with or the family that chooses you or the family that you choose um it's it's a a great 
series to read. I recommend, recommend it as well. I haven't finished the last one yet, but I know to much to Megan's no. chagrin. <laughs> like I just haven't gotten to it yet, but I it's on my ever growing reading list, and I will get list to it. List of shame. Yeah. Yes. I... No list of shame. <laughs> so my right, round your turn, three Jill. is the first book of a series, and that is Anne of Green Gables. Specifically, the first one um, is the one I'm most familiar with. That's another series that I haven't finished, but I definitely want to um, by L.M. Montgomery. And I remember reading this book in the car, which is unusual for me because I usually get car sick when I read in the car. But something about Mm -hmm. that specific book just either maybe didn't care that I was nauseous or... It was just magic. I read this, I read Anne of Green Gables quite a while after watching the TV version with Megan Follows, which is something we did frequently. Amazing. Yeah. So I was familiar with the story going in. So I was like, do I really need to read the book? And yes, I really did. (laughs) Um, just like her imagination and just Anne as a character is fascinating to me mm-hmm. because I read this book and I have to thank Anne with an E for <laughs> helping me pass the high school exit exam. <laughs> I don't even know if this is still a thing. Like our, our, okay, I don't think it is just as much as I, that's okay. As I'm Sorry. In, I, mine was the first class that had to take it. So I was like, very scared like what if I don't pass this test like I'm just this lowly little Mm -hmm. sophomore taking this test like I already have to like exit high school right now um so I took all that anxiety going in and the last thing I had to do was a writing prompt and we had to pick a fictional character and like talk about why they impacted our lives or something to that effect. And I was just sitting there totally blank. Like, oh, no. <laughs> I have nothing. Nothing. I didn't think of Nancy Drew. I didn't think of Matilda. And then I looked over, and one of my classmates had her backpack on the floor, and she had Anna Green Gable sticking out of it. I was like, yes. <laughs> That's what I'm going to write about. So thank you, Anne, for helping me exit high school. Yay, Anne. (laughs) That's a very highly quotable book, too. Like, there are so many just little, the depths of despair, wallowing in the depths of despair. Like, kindred spirits, bosom. Bosom buddies. No, that's a show. It's not Bosom Buddies? Feel, oh, Bosom Friends. Bosom Friends, bosom, yeah. Bosom, yeah. Friends. bosom Buddies yeah. is a funny show, but... I've never heard familiar. of this show. Yeah, it's Tom familiar. Hanks. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. From when? I'm pretty sure they dress up as women. 80s. Um, it's a show? A TV it's a show? show. I'm pretty sure. Now I'm doubting myself. <laughs> Listeners. Is this a show? Fact check us. A show. Fact check us. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Anna Green Gables for the win. Nice, nice. Kate. Well, this is going to take a turn. Um, 
but the third one that that I put down and this I don't know this may be a deviation from what we were envisioning this to be but um, you know kind of thinking thinking about um, you know why Gwynna stuck with me and and how it was um, you know seemed to be a little bit too mature it it pushed me to to read some other things that may have been a little bit too mature for me um (laughs) enter pet cemetery yeah (laughs) i I didn't believe you were reading that book (laughs) i want to say how old were you i was just gonna say i want to i want to say i was maybe somewhere in the 10 to 12 range considering that oh dear the cat came back cartoon that i used to like to watch (laughs) Like I still you... have I still have nightmares about that <laughs> animated short. Yeah. It's just so disturbing for some reason. I don't it know, is. but but you're right. You made it through Pet Cemetery, and I don't know what it was like. It so so reading that book. Okay, I had never read anything before this that had just effed with my mind as much. Like he plays some some mean games in that book. Just just hmm. let me tell you. Um, neither of you have read it, right? You, oh, that's no. neither of your jams no, at all. Yeah, no, no, no. No. <laughs> yeah. No, um, no, no, no. I just, I just remember being so like invested in what was going on, and obviously, it's a super tragic story. I don't know if we're doing spoilers on the show, so I'll, I'll avoid that. I, I but... think the the window for spoilers on that one is probably <laughs> closed. <Yeah. laughs> and and you guys are never going to read it or watch the movie, but essentially, mm-hmm. you know the this um you know this family discovers that there's a a a cemetery where um you know you can bury pets and they come back to life and um sadly this uh this family has a toddler son who winds up being killed i think i want to say he got hit by a car um and so the the father of this son is is just very just devastated and he'd already learned about the pet cemetery so they decide to see if they can bring their son back to life but you know as all creepy return from the dead stories go like they're they're never quite the same (laughs) um and you know spookiness ensues from there but you know it was it was a book that you know i'd never read anything quite that um scary number one um, and number two, it was just the way it was written was just was just so much more complex than than anything I had had read in the past. And I was very interested in that, um, you know, and, and I haven't read any Stephen King lately, but I've, I've read quite a bit since then. He's a, um, a very interesting writer to me. So that was my that was my first, um, you know, foray into into that whole realm. And it did it did freak you out to the point that you felt the need to tell me oh, did about it? <laughs> the whole book and I like story. to forget these things <laughs> and I think you did it mostly to make sure that I would sleep with you <laughs> because you were too afraid to sleep by yourself at that point devious so you wanted me to be like um can I Tonight? like you don't want to have to ask your younger sister <laughs> to do that you wanted me to do it and uh, it worked this is this is why I keep you around. You keep me. Uh, you remind me of the these things that I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't put that past me either. Nope. But yeah, it was it was very much you know at the at the point in time that I was reading it. It doesn't surprise me that I was sharing it with you and probably lots of other people because I was very affected by it. 
I can't believe mom and dad let you explains a lot it. about me probably. <laughs> I can't believe they let you read that. I can't quite either. The best but... part about that book is dad totally borrowed it from a library in New Jersey and just never returned it. <laughs> <laughs> now it's here in California. <laughs> I did not know that either. I'm just... I can't believe you as a librarian, I can't believe you think that's the best part about that book. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Happens all the time. <laughs> so I know what I'm going to do right after we finish recording. I'm going to go get Gwenna out of the bonus room and I'm going to mm-hmm. put my sticky fingers all over it, Katie. Perfect. You're welcome. <laughs> I have I have released my my claim to it. I can okay. sh- I, I don't mind sharing. I, I I'm better at Megan sharing than I was that then. One either. I don't think I have, no. Probably not. But it sounds sounds good I sounds can, right up my alley I can, def- I can see the cover in my head mm-hmm. yeah I couldn't until I looked it up online and then all of the artwork started kind of coming back to me yeah so. it's all coming back to me now <laughs> you don't want to so, yeah. pay any royalties <laughs> oh dear <laughs> two things we have to think about yeah. um, I don't think I sing well enough for anyone to really know what that song was so. <laughs> ooh no. So those are books that have impacted us growing up. What are we reading right now, Megan? Um, I am reading All American Boys by Jason Reynolds and Brandon Keeley. Kylie, I'm not sure how to say his last name, um, but I'm about halfway through it. So it's really good so far. Obviously, really relevant to, I mean, not just what's going on now, but what has been going on really forever in the United States. Um, So I'm just trying to, you know, immerse myself a little bit in um, learning more about different experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for a, a window to, to observe other people's experiences. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, my focus right now. All right. Yeah. I've been, I've been doing that a lot too. Um, Those aren't, specifically on my reading list for this coming week. Um, But I think it's an important thing for everybody to be doing to read books about people of just with different life experiences than you. And um, Mm -hmm. it's very revealing and it's important. And I fully, fully can't think of the word, but I support endorse. Thank you. Yes, both. I, support <laughs> I got, and I I got words. I Woo-hoo! got words. <laughs> Good job, guys. Um, so on my reading list, I have in my hot little hands, Harrow County, which <gasps> is yes. so good. I read the first volume and was like, okay, I need to get as many other volumes as I can. And I have mm-hmm. two, three, and four all ready for me. Um, but it's kind of a, it's a horror graphic novel series um, by Cullen Bunn. And I believe the art is done by Tyler Crook. And the art is just really beautiful. And that's what drew me in. Um, and I, I, while I don't like super scary, like <laughs> I would categorize Stephen King as super scary. I like creepy um, atmospheric and I would definitely say that Harrow County has that going for it um, 
I really enjoyed the first volume, so I'm excited to see where the story is going to go. Um, I am also currently reading No Judgments by Meg Cabot, who I enjoy her writing. Um, I believe she, she wrote the Princess Diaries series um, and a bunch of other stuff. So I'm reading her. I don't know if this is her newest one. It's a newer one, um, No Judgments. Um, I'm enjoying it so far. And then I am also want to start listening to, because I love listening to audiobooks, I am looking forward to starting Finding Dorothy by Elizabeth Lutz. And I was interested in this one because I don't, I don't have the description in front of me, but it does have a tie to the Wizard of Oz story, which is something that's near and dear to my heart also. So. Not, a, not a tie to the Golden Girls? No. um yeah so that's what i've got on my list kate so i've got a couple things uh one that i am almost finished with and one that i've got in the hopper um so i've been making my hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on (laughs) this is another what is that (laughs) megan doesn't know that one either katie in the hopper like in (laughs) so I'm gonna sound really like I don't know how to explain it because it's kind of a political term I think um but I was just kind of like thinking it was like in the oven oh yeah well kind of like on on standby like yeah on deck on deck yeah we'll use we'll use sports analogies but yeah I I was I was all going for the origin of it so we'll we'll just leave it there it's it's on deck um okay so the one that I'm reading now, I've been kind of making my way through the last mm, maybe two, three weeks. And um, it's the one that I pulled my quote from earlier in the episode, The Magicians by Lev Grossman. Um, there is a, it's a, it's book one of a trilogy um, and there's an original series from sci-fi um, on it, which I started some time ago, but never, never, never finished. Um, I got this book from a coworker that I've kind of been kind of pen palling with with books (laughs) um in this in this whole COVID environment uh, I work for an insurance company and uh, we have a very limited amount of staff on site and I'm one of the the managers that um that oversees the team that has to be there day to day to handle the mail and process the outgoing correspondence and things like that and um so my my fellow unit manager and I have uh, found over the the last year or so that we we share a lot of um, common tastes in books, and I've gotten her into reading a bunch of uh, comic books and graphic novels, um, and so she's been supplying me with some of her favorites as well, just uh, novels that she really likes. And so this is one of this is the last one that she left for me um, on my desk, and I'm making my way through it. I'm probably about hmm, that's about nine tenths of the way done. I guess that 90% is a better way to say that. Um, and I'm enjoying it. It's, uh, it's kind of a, a grittier version of, um, Harry Potter and, uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Um, it's, it's kind of a, a hybrid of the two and, and again, a little more adult and, and gritty and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm in, I appreciate that about it. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, and then on deck, um, I have uh, Amer- American-born Chinese um, by Julia. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, have you read that one, Meg? Yeah, so... That's a graphic novel, right? It's a graphic yeah. novel. Um, so yes, kind I've of, read that one. Kind of in the same vein as, as what you guys were talking about, you know, reading 
um, stories about people who have had different experiences. Um, and this is one of the books that uh, Julia and I, Julia and I, and Megan, when she wants to, um, all participate in mm-hmm. a, a book club um, with our local comic book shop. It's an all girls book club. Mm-hmm. Um, and can we plug Z- Zeppelin, Zeppelin comics? Comic. Yes. Zeppelin. <laughs> Venetia, California. We love Zeppelin comics. Shameless plug. Support them. Um, and so this is one of the books that we will be discussing. Um, and I haven't started this one yet, but I did finish recently uh, the other one that we'll be discussing in conjunction with it, which I have left on my coworker's desk. And that's what she's mm-hmm. reading now is uh, Superman Smashes the Clan. And that was um, amazing. Really, really recommend that. And both of those books are by Jean Lewin Yang, who yes. is fantastic. I haven't read anything by him that I did not enjoy. Yeah. And the, the artwork on uh, Superman Smashes the Clan, if you're a fan of uh avatar the last airbender it's the same artist he actually that did, that did avatar yeah the book that's what she was saying yeah oh sorry i talked <laughs> totally talked right over you that's okay I you got excited first <laughs> yeah yes so uh-huh. the same artist uh drew for superman smashes the clan yeah. um so yeah all around just a really good read and uh very very much enjoyed that well, you guys, this was fun. It was fun. Yeah. So even even if nobody listens, like, we will do it again. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> the nervous sweats did not need to happen for me. Was, was just <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening to our first episode. It went way longer than uh, we the The 20 we minutes we were to. planning. Get us talking and who knows what's going to happen. But yeah, so we'll we're thinking of being like a a monthly podcast. So at least to start to yes. start see like I said, like we're not making any commitments here. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see what happens, shall we? Let's all right. Thank you. We'll always listening. have the sandbox. We will. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Katie and Megan. I kinda had to uh twist your arms to do this, but I appreciate it. Yeah, no. I didn't twist too hard. No. No. I, again, this is something that I've I've always been interested in doing, but never wanted to put myself out there. So thanks for giving mm-hmm. us the opportunity. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it on our first episode, you guys. Did you hear my voice crack? <laughs> it's like I am back in the sandbox. Uh, I just want to thank Katie and Megan for taking some time out of their very busy schedules to talk about books with me because that's what I love to do it was fun so do we uh, but thanks everybody who's listening and hopefully I edit this into something that's not embarrassing <laughs> someday we'll find a, a smooth Again. a smooth goodbye so until then goodbye no commitment goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to a close on this chapter of sibling library thank you for listening until next time Read, share, and repeat.